when it comes to funding this thing, universal healthcare uh, makes sense as a um, as a tool to give everybody um, healthcare, but um, how are you gonna pay for it? That's, that is the question. Um, that is a question, you wanna just go straight there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, how, we can just start right there. How do you think um, we can pay for that? Uh, so, it's gonna be the increased taxes, but do you want that? You hear about yeah. what it has and uh, Canada, their healthcare and how it, everybody prefers their system, obviously, because it's universal and everything's taken care of, but you also are paying for that with the increase in tax. I believe they're like 10% higher than us. I would have to look at it again, but they have a higher tax rate. I know that for a fact. Yeah, definitely. Um, you look at a lot of different, um, you look at a lot of the different European systems. Um, I think a lot of people try to compare it to the Nordic systems and then Canada and UK. Um, but they are offering universal healthcare systems, but at the same time, they're, they're raising their taxes by a lot, right? Um, you definitely want to pay for that. Um, in other healthcare systems as well, they're also focused on um, preventative care, right? Um, your family practice medic, uh, your family practice doctors are the, are the forefront of that medical system, right? You want to go in before there's an issue and get that handled long before you have something a chronic illness that's going to cost a lot, a lot of money, right? Um, and so when your system is that makes sense. You only, I mean, that makes sense a thousand percent. But you only see the doctor when there's a problem. At least, yeah, I do. You know what I'm saying? That's how we are, right? You look at you look at these systems over there. Um, they're checking in with their doctor regularly, multiple mm -hmm. times a year, um, mm -hmm. and it's Maybe. a lot cheaper to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was reading an article that said you still do. That's something you can still do, though. It's just yeah. that's decision to do that. You can pay to do that. Yeah. You see, the problem that we run into here, and that's gonna um, that's gonna dive into where you think this, uh, where you think our issue is coming from. Uh, but we'll get into that in a second. One mm -hmm. of the problems here is that um, just going on visits um, to the doctor can be expensive sometimes. There are plenty of people who have health insurance, but they can't pay um, the copay, right? The copay is expensive. And so you're getting underinsured, basically. Uh, your, your insurance isn't covering the majority of the doctor visit. It's not covering enough for the medication and all this stuff. So in the end, you're like, why should I even go? And so then there's so many people who end up not going to the doctor, not checking themselves out, because unless they really feel like they got an issue, they don't want to go and have to spend all that money. Now, when you I, don't, I don't really agree. I don't feel like that's completely true because with the copays, like I see copays, forty dollars, fifty dollars, and that's like when you need to go to a doctor. It's not like you paying that on a daily, on a weekly. Like I don't, yeah. I don't feel like that's a big deal. If it's gonna cost me fifty dollars to go to a dentist, I want my teeth look right. Like I get that. The yeah. government shouldn't have to pay for that. But that's the thing. Like, are you going to pay that just for a random checkup? Are you on, are if it you means that much to me, if my health is important to me, three times a year. What if you if you're struggling? You gonna pay? You gonna hey, pay you fifty dollars on a couple? It's all about your priorities. It's all about your priorities. It's like obviously your health, your life, your well-being could trump. Well, I mean, I want to live a certain lifestyle. I'm not. I don't have anything to eat. Blah blah blah. I get that, and that's important too. But like, I want to live a certain lifestyle, or I want to live. That's up to you. Yeah, and I mean that's. Um, 
that's what we're fighting for. We're trying to fight to get that. I think we need to fight to get that cost down, right? Because I think more people will take that seriously and put that as a, a higher priority if they're like, I don't have to pay $60, $50 to go to this doctor and then pay another 50, 60 for my medication, right? Um, that's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about though with the tier system. I'm sure that may have been talked about before, or something like that. And that was one of like one of my questions of how would you feel if it was the government did it is universal healthcare. Everybody has their coverages, but to kind of take care of that to appease everybody, you would have okay people with pre-existing conditions and like higher health risk issues, things like that. You're gonna have coverage. It may not be the best, but that's kind of what it is right now. But if you are healthier, then you're going to have government funded. Like there's at certain levels because the government will be in charge of all the hospitals, I'm assuming, right? Like all the hospitals, all the healthcare, if it's universal, so no more of these private practices. I was saying earlier today, there's like 500 hospitals in the state of Texas. Well, what if the government decides for whatever reason, well, healthcare is not our number one priority right now. This is, or that is. So then that's going to cut that funding and that's going to limit the amount of doctors you're able to see. Make yeah. shut things down like that's going to affect all that type of coverage. If the yeah. government is saying we have, we're breaking it down in smaller terms, we got three places you can go to. Everybody's going to the same three places. That's going to overwhelm the doctors, overwhelm everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So then my, I guess I'm wondering like, um, who decides? And this dog just decided he's going to start eating right now. <laughs> I ain't gonna look at me crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, the question is who decides they're going to, uh, who decides who's gonna be in each tier? Or what's, what are these, what does this tier system look like? So can you describe your that? health? So really you, really you. I think it should be based on health. Okay, I mean, I really gotta go deeper into that, but like, look, so, okay, so however they're already doing it to, exactly. So the more healthy you are, if you're making healthier decisions, like, I don't, I, I don't know how to completely break it down, but if I'm sure, I'm assuming with the with SNAP benefits, food stamps and things like that, they're also giving you education with how to eat healthily, healthy and make more healthy decisions. So people that are constantly doing these things, being seen, doing, making these decisions, being more active, and then I don't know how you could, you know, regulate. Maybe if it is like Canada has, uh, has with constant checkups, if you're showing improvement, coming into two whatever checkups and you know getting better you move into that next tier and within that next tier for doctors to want to do that i was probably just thinking to be based off experience so newer doctors younger doctors uh doctors that may be wanting to get into a different part of medicine would be within a certain tier doctors that are more experienced at xyz have been there longer whatever how they i don't however you want to break it down but just with the tiers or maybe it's more access to more hospitals or more coverages or things like that so then you're seeing like okay it's already free i have a basic i have a minimum but yeah. if i do better then i can get more yeah or get better yeah so then i mean the only issue i could have seen with that in the beginning was uh people with pre-existing health conditions right yeah. um i see if you're I, born, I know you're going. yeah if you're born with something uh, like my brother, my brother has sickle cell anemia, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you're born with that, automatically insurers are like, well, we don't know. We don't necessarily want um, to put this person on because they're sick. They know that this person is going to cost them a lot of money, mm -hmm. right? Um, 
But if you could have safeguards for these types of things in, in some sort of tier system, and if the tiers are based off of your participation in your health, right? right. Um, somehow, um, then yeah, I don't I don't see an issue with that. It's just how you're gonna how you're gonna regulate that. So in terms of um, buying food, like how do we know where these people are buying their food and what they're buying? How do we know how often they're getting their checkups? Um, how do we know if they're exercising regularly? Like these are the things that usually indicate whether or not you're more healthy, right, but then how do you keep track of it? You see what I'm saying? The same way health plans kind of do now with caseworkers, service coordinators, people that focus in on, you know, people that need these things are getting them in a way now, but it, it would be, it would be more but because more people are getting it, the quality of it would be less if it was universal, which is what people have the option of having private that kind of allows that to continue. If everybody, that aren't using private are now being forced to use one certain universal system. That could hurt. I mean, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of bureaucracy going into that to try to figure out how um, to figure out if people are actually doing this. Like, let's take, for example, um, exercise, right? No, so okay. if perfect. You have a, perfect. Yeah, let's say if you have a gym membership, that's, mm -hmm. uh, that helps you get into the next um tier of better healthcare. No, not um, just healthcare. You gotta use it. You gotta yeah, use so then what so then we have to be able to monitor like how many times you actually <laughs> you go in there. Do right? It's yeah. easily done. It's easily done at gyms. That's how they monitor who comes in and out. And if the government's in charge yeah. they can easily get in that's easy. So yeah. Now what you're actually um, doing while you're there, they can get you they they can make trainers uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah so that makes also, sense what's that what's up uh well we, we can talk about what this the your decision making because i also feel like like for example going back to it one of the bigger killers in our community more so than obviously coronavirus is going to be <laughs> there you go obesity you on that corona obesity yeah. i think yes yeah. i think it's more of I, I personally would believe it's a mentality just speaking for myself personally like there's decisions that I was making when I was bigger that I'm not making now when I'm not. That's just on you. Government yeah. can't make that decision for you. Yeah. And so I think that's a that's an area where your money is is much better spent um, educating the populace on healthy living, right? Um, and I don't know, I don't know how you get that into into poor communities or into communities that need it uh, more so. But that type of education is definitely necessary. I think it Barbara. does start at a younger age. It starts in schools, right? Um, mm -hmm. If you can start pushing that into K through 12 education, like really hardcore, um, then that's, uh, that's a great way to do it. But uh, definitely educating our populace on that type of stuff. But that goes into- um, By taking certain things out of the community. Yeah. If we have less fast food restaurants, more, like we talked about farmers markets, healthier options, like because yeah. we're all a product of proximity in a, in a in a sense. So like you're gonna see this on a daily. That's why I was also talking about liquor stores. If you, if the government was in charge of all types of healthcare, then I would think that they would think as well. Your decision making would come into that as well. So we're not gonna have six thousand or whatever liquor stores. Like we're gonna limit the amount of liquor stores it says it's gonna be. Yeah. Do that the price. The value of liquor goes up, so liquor is going to automatically cost more. So that would be a different whole dynamic of 
well, now I can't drink no more. Well, maybe you shouldn't have been drinking in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that goes that goes right into the whole idea that um, these, these type of ideas and these types of thought processes are mm-hmm. prevalent in other communities, right? Now, yeah. why are they... Why are they prevalent in those other communities, but they're not prevalent in the African American community, right? Um, it's not. It's not so much that every black person is poor, right? When you go look it up, um, only, I mean, we do have the highest level of poverty in the country. We we're sitting at twenty seven percent, and if you were to double, I, I saw this metric that says technically uh, the poverty line is around twenty two thousand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you were to double that poverty line to like 44,000 or whatever, right? Um, that would be a better indicator of, of poverty because technically in a lot of the US, making less than 44, you're still fairly struggling. Especially the class is low income. Poor, right? The class is low income. Yeah. So, um, so if you think about it that way, a good amount of African-Americans are under that 44, uh, 44k threshold, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now that being said, uh, why do you think that there's such a, or who is to blame for the disparity in healthcare for people who don't make as much money? Because the there, there's there's definitely blame to go around, but I want to hear who you think is to blame the most for this. Okay, the blame and the cost of healthcare. I know the the blame in the disparity of access to healthcare when it comes to poor communities, right? Because it is not just a black thing. If you look at less affluent white people and um, Latino mm-hmm. communities and any other minority community. Um, the healthcare is not as good, nowhere near as good as it is for white people who are middle class enough. Well, that's because they're using private healthcare and they have private means. They're not just, like you're gonna just we private school compared to public schools in some sense. I mean, there's gonna be really good public schools in certain areas that have better, that have different resources and their resources are allocated by different people in that area. The mayors and the people in that over there they're on a they're diff they're thinking differently than in these other areas. So I really just think that's all about the mindset of your area, but that comes down to you as an individual. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I think um there was a lot of I think the system has built itself up in a way that it's geared towards people who have money, right? Healthcare yeah. in this country is just geared towards uh people who have money. And then we we have compounded the issue. Uh, particularly in two areas, um, pharmace- the pharmaceutical industry and then the insurance industry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the insurance industry is just really trying to make a ton of money without having to cover anyone. And a lot of such, people don't need to be covered, though. A, lo- a lot of people are healthy. It's, it's a good amount of people great are to have insurance, but it's better to not have to use it. My, I, and my issue isn't them trying to make money. My issue is people trying to make a killing, right? That, that's my whole issue. The individual is never going to make more than the company. In the one, but in the one area where, this is the one area where I think companies shouldn't be trying to make a killing, right? In, in, in the energy sector, 
That's what you should do. That's what you need to do. More about in though. tech, in the tech center, do what you need to do. In all these <laughs> other sectors, do what you need to do. I hear you, but nothing's you more need important to than you. What? I hear you, but nothing's more important than you. So you can't really put a price on that. So I mean, no, but this, we're not talking about individuals here. We're talking about companies. We're no, talking about companies that no, we're, we're talking about the cost. bottom line over people's health. You said what? We're talking about companies that are putting their bottom line over people's health. But so you're saying the way that they want to do that is if it was cheaper or, or in a sense, free. Well, look at it this way. There are some drugs that you can make for $10 a pill, mm-hmm. right? There are diabetes medications that you can make for $10 a pill. And I'm and sure they're, they're available to you if you want and need them. Yeah, but they're available at only $100 a pill and above. And this is the only country where this type of thing All happens of them? regularly. All of them. All of them. And the, and the only reason for that is because pharmaceutical, pharma, and I used to work at a pharmaceutical manufacturing company, but pharmaceutical, mm-hmm. manufac, ma, pharmaceutical companies will contract out the licensing to only one manufacturer, and that manufacturer will sell that drug to multiple different people, whatever, right, for a certain price. But the issue where we come into is patents, right? Let's say mm-hmm. Pfizer has a patent on one drug. And um, Pfizer, therefore, is the only one who can make it or the only one who can license out the production of that product to different manufacturers. That means Pfizer is the only one who can control the price of that drug. Now, if the drug is a necessary drug, Pfizer can jack up that price as much as they want because nobody else can make that drug simply because Pfizer has a patent on that drug. So there's no getting around the fact that Pfizer wants to make 200% profit on it. Okay. There's no good in the way. So do you, I mean, then should everything be allowed to be patented then? I don't, I don't have an issue with patenting. I mean, patenting, if I'm able to get a patent, think, I mean, I can understand. Business owners ask, I understand if I get this patent and I see supply, man, need it, I got it. I got into the game to make money. Maybe not, but you know what I mean? I yeah, mean, because you, you don't get to a certain level with that mindset. You don't. Yeah. But I think, I think, um, and I'm against exploitation in pretty much any business or whatever, right? I think there are ways to make money without having to exploit it. But I think any drug that is marketed for more than 100% of its production price, right? So if it costs the drug, if it costs you $10 to make the drug, I don't believe that any drug should be marketed for more than 20 bucks, right? 100% increase. If you can make a hundred percent increase on this drug, I think that should be no, I and I think I, I think that's where the government should stop it. It what pisses me off is like a five dollar drug that's like a hundred and fifty dollars, mm-hmm. right? That there is no reasoning for that. Even if you factor in shipping it across the country and all these other things, right? When you oh, look yeah. at your total cost of production and tr- distribution, but then you're catching how much the business can make though. Mm-hmm. Not really, because you have an infinite you have an infinite amount of drugs that need to be made. You have an infinite amount of drugs that need to be patented. No, how you view it. You're saying that the only reason why somebody else would want to make another drug is because it's, they can try to make it better and then charge more for it. No, I'm saying like once it's made, why would anybody else make another? Because there's money to be made off. Right? So, so, so like if, when Tylenol, 
So when Tylenol comes out, Tylenol has a patent. I think the patent, mm -hmm. max patent for drugs is 10 years, right? You have your patent for 10 years. After 10 years, then generics can be made. So anybody else can come out and they can make their own. Kroger can come out and make their own acetaminophen brand. Walmart can make their own brand. Everybody got their own brand. So, but that's what's already, ha is, that's, is that not what's happening with other drugs? Like, I mean, we're using Tylenol, for example, but is that not being done with other drugs? It, that happens with every drug. The issue, is that first, the issue is that first 10 years. Okay, okay. Right? And maybe that's, maybe that's the only thing that we need to fix, right? Maybe in that first 10 years, we need to say that your, your profit margin can only be 150%. Okay, yeah, yeah, put a cap on that. Okay, I can see that. Right? Because then after that, we don't care how much you mark it up to. Because after, after you don't have a patent on it anymore, the Somebody market else is going to bring you down. Because right? okay. you, can't, you can't just keep doing the wildness with the market available to do all these other things. Right? There is market competition in, there, in that sense. Uh, but for those first 10 years, there is no market competition. That's just that's your drug. Right? And I like that. My only thing would be, now, if the government is in charge of all of that, then the government at any point in time could be, it costs this, it costs that. So now the government is dictating everything. Look, look, I, I think the government should just have regulators that literally go in and the law should only say, like, you can only profit 150%. I mean, I'm sitting that arbitrarily, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think 150 is generous. Um, some people might say, no, no, give them 200. Look, 150% of whatever it costs to produce, um, transport, and distribute that drug across the nation, right? So whatever it costs for you to break even. Yeah. Now, whatever it costs for you to break even times 150, like 150% of Right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 okay, okay. So you say 150, then you said break even. Like, wait a minute, I'm not. Yeah, no, no, yeah. So oh, what's going on? <laughs> if it costs you a million dollars to produce this yeah. drug, ship it to everywhere you need it in the U.S., get out to all those stores, right? You can only make 2.5 million total, right? So that your profit margin was 1.5 million. I feel like that's fair, right? Because in the end, you done made a drug, you done done all this stuff, and I think everything should be calculated into that R and D. All this other stuff too, right? Now the issue is you're gonna have you always gonna have the people who are gonna try to circumvent the system. Absolutely. Right? They're gonna be people who are gonna be like, well, our R and D cost us uh, ten mil, I knowing think. damn well that they R and D didn't cost no ten mil, just so that they can make. I really, I already respect it though. That's the game. It's all about resources. But I, I, I respect the game in situations that don't play with people's lives, right? Because this, this has a trickle down effect. This is the yeah. only area where, like, it trickles down into insurance. It trickles down into people being able to pay for these things. It trickles down into so many different areas. It trickles down into whether or not doctors prescribe this drug to you because they know how expensive it is. My right? thing, like, my thing. There's going to be people that are going to be making these drugs and working in those fields just off of the social responsibility of helping in that way. But there's also people in that field. They're those same people that are there to make money. So if you're telling me, when did you want your best minds on that? Because like you said, this isn't something that you want to play with. Well, the best minds typically are going to go to, unless they feel that moral obligation, are going to go to wherever the money's at. And if you know the government's going to put a cap on what you can make 
or not, well, essentially what you can make because there's a cap on what you can produce, what you can sell, what you can make, then I'm gonna wanna go to somewhere else in another field where I know there's not that same cap. Well, yeah, you do have, you do have you're gonna have some of that, but you're, you're also gonna have the people who are just passionate about something, right? Like the vast majority of the good stuff, well, people who are producing this stuff, don't even care about money. Because honestly, the researchers, the guys in, guys in R&D, deep in R&D, don't even actually make that much money. Right? Like a lot of these guys only making 100. And so, so um, that's what I'm saying though. Yeah. So maybe, okay, so what will end up happening is you, they may end up reducing uh, their paycheck down to 80, whatever, right? Uh, all these guys might be losing some money. But these guys are in it because they love this system. They love, they love making drugs. They love doing this research, right? My boss doesn't make that much money. He just loves it. He works, he probably works like harder than anybody I know. He's always working on research. But it's just because he loves it, right? So I don't think you're running to that with this. It just, I think it's easier to love something that you know you're going to make a pretty good living at. True, but you're not, nobody who's doing R&D is about to stop. Exactly. Nobody, nobody who's, you know that, you know but that line at 70. What's up? You, there's a line at like at around $70,000 upon which making money after that doesn't really increase your happiness that much if you're doing something that you love. Sure. Right? That's, what's, that's what um, studies have shown, right? And so these people who are in these fields, they're not going to lose that much money. The, it, the people who are going to lose money is these big ex, execs and the company as a whole and the people who are getting dividends from the country who are getting 10, 20 million a year, right? Those guys are going to lose money. I don't know what they do, but these people are execs for a reason. Yeah, but we can't, we can't be playing people live. Exactly. That's my that's my thing. You can't be playing. I agree with you. I agree with but you. But you're not but you're not playing with their lives by, by reducing this cost. You're playing, you're just making them not have a yacht. They're gonna have a they're gonna have a two-engine speedboat. They're not gonna have a yacht. That's that's the that's what you're doing to them. <laughs> the execs are they're thinking about a different life. That's why they're the execs. Like, he ain't gonna have a jet, he may have to buy a helicopter. Like mm. it's gonna be sure, no helicopter. That's, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, hey. <laughs> but but we're taking with that. That I agree with that. I agree there should be a cap. You shouldn't be messing with people's lives in that sense. But also, I think if you're living a healthier lifestyle, you're not as reliant. Now, some people like are with certain things, and things are what they are. But yeah. overall, living a lifestyle, a healthier. Uh, making healthier decisions, kind of like how you said with Canada does, how uh, it's a more uh, proactive system, Well, we need to be more proactive with our thinking of how we take care of ourselves, as opposed to, all right, well, what is the government going to do for me? Yeah, and that's, that's just one corner, right? I, I definitely think pharmaceutical, capping the pharmaceutical industry <clears throat> is just one <clears throat> issue. We also have multiple other parts of the issue. Here's another one, for example, um, payouts for malpractice. Right? Payouts for malpractice drive up malpractice insurance by a ton. You have these judges out here who are like, well, I'm gonna make a statement. And in the process of making a statement, they don't realize that they're driving up malpractice insurance. What does driving up malpractice insurance costs mean? That these doctors have to get paid a whole lot more and then all the services, basically it trickles down to the patients, right? 
and they got to pay a lot more for these doctors. Explain that. Explain that if you can, malpractice insurance. So let's say a doctor is performing surgery on me. He's doing this thing. Um, He's a little stressed out. He's having some trouble at home. Um, and he he leaves a some scalpel inside of you. Okay. They sew it up, close it up. You go home. Right? You got a whole even, ass scalpel inside of you. Right? It's not cutting shit up. Possibility is terrifying. Yeah, it happens. And and so then um, you find out. They come in. They fix it. You don't die. Cause you luckily don't die. But yeah. then you're like, you know what? I'm suing this doctor because he was fucking up. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Right? You need to sue this doctor. You go in there, you sue the doctor. Now the judge is like, I'm about to make it so that this doctor don't never practice again and so that this doctor learns and all the other doctors learn. And so instead of making him lose his doctors license. Doctors have malpractice insurance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, instead of making him losing his license and then paying you out 20000 30000 for this issue, they're going to pay you out 15, 20 million, make him lose his license and all that stuff. And guess you got to pay that, that insurance company for the malpractice. So now they got to chill out 20 million because this dude was having a rough time at home and he, he messed up one day, right? I mean, Which he shouldn't have messed up. Right. But a $20 million bill, right? It's some of these costs, some of these things are absorbing. Like people, people went in million upon million. I'm not against that. I'm not against that at all. Right now, we're talking about healthcare being available for everybody. Well, look, the quality, <laughs> other reason, no. right? So, if I'm getting this type of healthcare and that happens, no, I'm going to sue you in whatever yeah. the amount is. And that, that's the thing. I don't, I am not against the suing him. I am not against the award. I'm against the amount of the award I'm and not, the fact that it's put on these insurance. You can't put a and number my, on your life. Mind you, I read this, I read the, this proposal on a conservative website, right? They believe they believe that they should cap, um, put a maximum penalty, like a standardized maximum penalty for different types of malpractice issues, right? Mm. So depending on so depending on what you, that doctor did, there's a max amount of malpractice that can be awarded for that, and then certain amount of percentage afterwards just for pain and um, suffering, right? So let's say for leaving a utensil inside of a human. Mm -hmm. right? The max penalty for that is a million dollars. Let's say the max penalty is a million dollars. And then pain and suffering can go up to a max of 50% of that, right? So the max you can get is 1.5 million. Once that's known, and that's a lot easier than if a judge was having a, a day where he's like, you know what? You got to pay 45 million for this, right? Now, mind you, the person who's getting paid out, yeah, I would love 45 million. I would mm -hmm. love it. I can I think about all the things I would love to do for 45 million, right? But that's an unnecessary strain on our system, right? Is, it doesn't teach any lessons. This dude's going to lose his license anyway, right? And everybody else, the only lesson that they're going to learn is that they insure, their insurance policy is all going to rise. Because this insurance company, at the end of the day, he's trying to make his money too. No, okay, no. He got to shut out 45. You're going to get it in your premium. All y'all going to get it in your premium. Okay, now here's the thing, though. Now let's just say that happens. There's lower, lower malpractice uh, insurance or costs, whatever, and when it's also a universal healthcare system, so the government has full control. So pretty much this vacuum that we just created, a, a life or not a life, but leaving an utensil, a utensil in somebody is going to be a million dollars. 
Now, if that utensil happens to cause death, your death is now a million dollars. So now the government can kill you for a million dollars. I mean, maybe we should cap death at a little bit higher. I don't, I'm not saying that. I don't know. No, but I'm just putting it. Yeah, but that's the thing. You just can't. And that happens. Yeah, but that's the thing. We can't even we can't even put a price on life, right? Um, what we can do is the only person that is, can is the person that's living it. Yeah, and what the only thing we can do yeah, is yeah. try to limit the amount of strain that we're putting on our system due to these malpractice suits, right? Malpractice suits, and this happens in the U.S. a ton, right? And so that's why. Um, because we got this, we have these lawyers that are so good at getting malpractice lawsuits out there and getting all this stuff. Um, our system struggles from that, whereas other countries are don't you, have the amount of suits that we have. Is that the reason? Are you saying that's the reason why doctors make as much money to pay the insurance? Oh yeah, that's a big insurance. It's a big part. That, that's what I'm understanding. Yeah. A big part of their so they can pay the insurance, so the insurance can get their money, so the insurance can. Okay. Doctors pay a massive amount in malpractice insurance every year. Interesting. A massive amount of that. Right. Um, working in that field, though. Yeah, and it's a it's a special situation. It's a lot of money. One slip up like that. That's why um, I plan on going to med school, but I, I will not be a surgeon. I'm not slipping. No, 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 no. I'm not slipping up and leaving anything in you. Sorry. <laughs> I, I already know I'm forgetful. I've been leaving four or five pieces in you. <laughs> but I think that's even possibility. It's wild though. Uh, but one thing I was thinking though, so if the government were to make help you with making better decisions by limiting, I guess you could see it as such, but as limiting your access to things that are detrimental to your health especially in certain communities granted that's where they make the money so like for example mcdonald's there's mcdonald's liquor store popeyes whatever and every there seems like there's that lineup on every mlk bullet point. so if the government says okay you can only have x amount of this in this area or within that radius if there's already that make it small make it even uh make it bigger these higher populated areas where these people are going to be seeing that settling for that quick fix, that quick decision. And if you're seeing on the regular healthier options or these farmers markets, or if Whole Foods are in places that they're typically not, or Trader Joe's and things, I'm just using like Texas farmers markets and things, but like whatever, if they're in these areas and you're seeing more on the regular, granted, it's going to be like, it costs a lot more money, but again, yeah. I mean, if you think about you want to pay for your health and being proactive, or after you've already you need it now. But that's that's funny coming from the conservative <laughs> guy over here. You out here asking no, but, for government government to come in and say y'all can't have this in this area. That's no, no, that's I'm, a saying, big I'm saying ass. universal. No, absolutely. But I'm saying from a uh, instead of I would prefer that over universal health care. To me, I would I would prefer that compromise. Like, okay, this is detrimental to the community, especially. As a black man, this is detrimental to the community. There shouldn't be 30 some liquor stores in this small area, this radius. You know what I mean? There should be a cap on that. And if I that's going to mean that's going to. The issue is you're going to have to fight, you know, to fight the liquor lobby. You're going to have to fight McDonald's. You know how much money McDonald's got? You know how much lobbyists oh, they're going to send 
to block that type of legislation? Like, well, look, here, companies not gonna play that. I, the way I, the way I'm thinking about it, and I mean, I'm sure that it could be blocked and bolded, but just the way I'm thinking about it is it's kind of similar to um, apartments with public housing, Section 8 housing, things of that nature. These developers don't want to rent out a unit for 80% less than they could be doing it, but the government says you have to. So if they presented companies like, all right, look, Whole Foods, you got 50-some locations. You got to have one here, period. Yeah. Maybe the worst one, but you got one here. I mean, ideally, not the worst, but you know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I think another cool thing that we could do is, um, uh, another cool thing that they could do is to double the SNAP benefits at a Whole Foods and then reduce in half the SNAP benefits at a McDonald's, right? So if you go to McDonald's, you're trying to use your SNAP benefits. You have to use two times as much SNAP benefits at McDonald's. No, first of all, if you can get benefits at McDonald's, that there's a problem with the system, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can come if you on. Could trade your, if you can use your EBT card, it. I mean, I feel like yeah, I think when you use your EBT card at McDonald's, I may be tripping. Well, if yeah, that needs to be changed tomorrow. <laughs> but if, if but let's say you can, right? I feel like your your cost of the McDonald's food should be doubled to people using the EBT card. At a faster restaurant. No, no, no. If if you can, I a thousand percent triple. I a thousand percent agree with what you're saying, right? Yeah. Now. You spend and then cut it in half. Less. At give it a subsidy yeah. for Whole Foods, right? Because look, because in the end, at the end of the day, McDonald's still getting their money, regardless, right? McDonald's McDonald's still getting the same amount of money that they're getting for a burger. You just having to use up mm-hmm. three versus like you have to use up double the amount of SNAP benefits for McDonald's versus half the amount for Whole Foods. I, I think that's a great way to do it, right? Because that way you don't affect and McDonald's money, it, you don't affect Whole yeah. Foods money, right? It's a subsidy from the government, basically. And you just switching where these people spend their money because it is financially beneficial for them to shop at the Whole Foods. Right? And now, if they want to spend your money at McDonald's, you might guess, do you, you can be broke. Now, how do you, my only thing is with I know and the only thing that I'm thinking about with that now would be like, for example, with a how what does that do to Walmart's, HEB's, Kroger's, other other groceries in the country? What does that do for them? Because this, that, what they did say, because HEB gets all their stuff from farms, like they yeah. get their stuff from farms, just like Whole Foods, Trader Joe's. We just yeah. put different. We feel. I don't have an issue with them getting getting the benefits half at like Walmart and all these other things. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean maybe maybe it should be a sliding scale and increasing. Well, so like Walmart is so Walmart is like um, I feel like Walmart should be treated like a Whole Foods, right? Now whether you go into a Walmart and you buy crack, that's up to you, right? I not. But even then. Buying food that you got to cook at Walmart versus buying fast food, you still have okay. a much higher chance of eating healthier at a Walmart than you do at McDonald's. Because it's going to incentivize you to cook. So, you know, I, yes. I, I, okay. Right, like, um, I think that's and then, the And even with that we, type of legislation, you would still fight. The, the fast food lobbies would still try to fight you. But you could win 
You could win because you would get help from the Walmart and the, the big box store lines, right? The Walmart and all those guys, because they're going to benefit, they're going to put them in, they're going to fight with you against the fast food guys. Uh, now, do you think if the government were to implement what we're talking about right now, say, for example, force, they also were to force a Whole Foods, I'm just going to continue using Whole Foods, a Whole Foods in an area that it typically would never be. But yeah. that's also now the quality of it, like it's not going to be the biggest and all that stuff. Like they're going to be smart with the decision, but there's a Whole Foods somewhere that there's typically not. And then people are seeing that being more incentivized, incentivized to go to it based off of these SNAP benefits. Even the people that aren't using the SNAP benefits, just being around that and the education that comes from that, yeah. carrying on. How do you feel? How, how do you feel about that? Definitely. I think, I think um, we had to like force immigration. We basically, right, we had to force um, schools to be better. We had to force, basically push black people into white schools. Um, <laughs> so, I definitely think we should push some of these healthier options into these into poorer neighborhoods. We should like put it smack in the middle. Um, food deserts are a real thing, right? Yep. Definitely places where people have no access to even anything like a Walmart, right? And so, um, hell yeah, I think in these areas where there's no access to this food, if you saw them. if we saw more of that, that would change people's decision making hopefully making them live a healthier lifestyle. So if you're doing your part in living a healthier lifestyle, wouldn't that kind of ease the, you don't need a universal system because you have universal nutritional assistance. Well, not nutritional, but just in general. So I want to just say food. Uh, you can get yeah. needs, obviously, with the benefit. Yeah. There's, I will agree with you when you say there is no need for, um, there, there's no need to really change the health system to a completely universal system if you put all of that money into changing how Americans eat and how Americans treat their body. Right. right? If you pour tons, the same amount of money, which we would take billions upon billions of dollars to put into play a universal health care system, right? Um, if you take those billions of dollars and put it into healthy living education, put it into putting Whole Foods and these things into poorer communities and stuff, right? You push that money into putting gyms and parks and recreational type things in all these communities. You push that money into new educational experiences for K through 12 students. Checking the youth of it too. Right? Yeah, if you put that money into um, supplying lunches to poor communities, uh, schools, or supplying good lunches to those schools, right? Pour all of those billions of dollars into all of these poor neighborhoods all over the U.S. Watch the amount of healthcare that we would need would decrease by so so much. Our bills would be decreased by so so much because the vast majority of our healthcare burden is on the poor in this country, right? The, the people who are poor in this country tend to be less healthy and yeah. they require a Because it's a lot bunch. cheaper to be unhealthy than it is to yeah. be healthy. Being healthy is a decision. It's, it, it's a health Yeah. My boss, is, my boss is from Ghana and he always laughs. He's like, in this country, um, he's like, 
like whenever I see a, a fat person, it's interesting. It's like, because in my country, if you see a fat person, you think, wow, they must be rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, no, that, that, that's history, though. That's history, though, because kings. You ain't got no money, you eat McDonald's all the time and so you're eating all this junk food. You found a way to supply the poor people with food and supply them with crap. That's the issue. How can I get a hamburger for a dollar, but a salad's going to be four? I don't get it. And the salad's going to end up being not as healthy. It don't make sense. (laughs) But with the... How much money do you think? Because we already spend $3.5 trillion or the United States spends $3.5 trillion on healthcare. So to redirect these funds into programs like this or making things like this happen, you feel like that would also, we would also need to increase the amount of money that's like a, a pretty much a healthcare stimulus. Would you think we would need something like that to do a to do a um, United, I mean a, a universal healthcare system, or just making these types of decisions? And would you would you be okay with would if, if you're on the liberal end, would you come to the middle? <laughs> would you come to the middle for not universal healthcare, but for some of the things we were talking about? Um, What's going on? Yeah, I think. Yeah, are you asking me how we how we're gonna pay for that type of situation? No, I'm saying, would you, would you, would you vote on that? Like, essentially, if that's what it ends up being, like, if you have, it's not universal health care, but it's putting more of the onus on the individual, but we're gonna give you better access to things. And do you think there'd be pushback on that? Like, people saying, oh, well, I don't want these restaurants taking out my community. I don't want these liquor stores taking out the community. I don't want, you know what I mean? You know, I, I don't know. I would, I would have to think about it because um, to an extent there is also, a lot of it is pre-existing conditions that we could change ourselves, like with education um, or with lifestyle changes. But at the same time, oh, yeah. At the same time, I do believe that we should we should have a way to provide healthcare and checkups and everything for everyone, um, regardless of if they're poor, right? So I think that there should be some sort of healthcare system for everyone. But um, I do I would like for the majority of that to be focused on changing how we are as Americans um, to fix ourselves as a people, right? Uh, proactive response instead of a reactive response. So yeah, definitely. And you're finally paying a higher tax for that? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm always I'm always down to pay a little bit more taxes. All right. Um any I I will feel like that even when I get older, like I don't I don't mind paying a little bit more taxes good. Good after that is targeted and actually being used correctly. I don't want to pay more taxes for something that's just going to end up in bureaucracy and we're not going to get any benefits. Which I believe a lot of those democratic plans, they're just going to hike taxes and say we're going to fix everything for everybody else and it's still going to be a crap plan in the end. 
right? And then uh, the healthcare like system is fine. Is too. Yeah, and it's not even going to help the poor communities. It's not going to help um, Black communities, Latino communities, and people who are actually suffering the most. It's not going to change their situation at all, right? Um, it's access to healthcare is a real thing, right? Like, poor communities have access to, don't have access to good hospitals. Like they have to go farther for good hospitals. They have to go farther for better doctors. Um, and I don't know if universal healthcare is going to fix that. Universal healthcare might, they might, I, I, they might. I think so I think just making yeah. better decisions. Like, yeah, you might, you might be able to pay for it, but like, okay, so now I have insurance, but I still have a crap hospital that's an hour from me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? How does that? How does that help my situation? Right? Even if I'm living a better life, how does a crap hospital that's 35 minutes away from me help my situation? I mean, nobody plans on being sick. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, if you plan on a pandemic, it would just be life. Yeah, and that's not the, that's not the case in so many white neighborhoods. So many white neighborhoods and affluent neighborhoods, they right next to a good hospital. And they might be healthy their whole life. They might be able to pay for healthcare their whole life and not need it. But like, when they do need it, there's a hospital right here. That's good. Right, that can supply if we have more hospitals, then we're going to need more doctors. And the more doctors we have, I mean, it's going to lower the quality just because there's so many. We need more people in these positions. So if there's more people that are needing to be in this position, the qualifications, in a sense, kind of get smaller because you need this. Well, I mean, need we, we, definitely, we definitely need producing more doctors and more high-quality doctors. Yeah. That's another thing we need to deal with. We need to produce more doctors. We need to have more doctors that are going areas that are underserved um, instead of because doctors right now and I mean I can't blame them you come out of med school they should with all get this, paid more do they do they not yeah I mean you come out of med school with all this debt you want to go somewhere where you're going to get paid you don't want to go somewhere where you're not going to get paid don't you get paid more for being in certain areas do they not does the government not do that uh not really mm -hmm. All right, well, if you're hearing this, you made it to the end, and I really appreciate you for sticking around listening to the entire episode. I know it might have been a little difficult. We did have some issues with the audio, but we're going to work on that to get better and improve. Um, but just again, I just want to thank you so much for listening. It was fun having the conversation, kind of playing policymaker for the day, seeing what type of changes we would like to see in the healthcare system. Uh, that was just real fun, and uh, there's a lot of things we weren't even able to get to or just kind of forgot to get to in the moment. Um, but we're going to get back on that and we'll definitely be back soon. So I appreciate y'all for listening.